Hi, I'm Victoria Perez, and welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. I am HR and part of the community team at FinSuite, and right now I'm looking forward to 2023. Perfect. Perfect intro on the first try. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have, I told you before, but I, I've been so excited to, um, to talk with you. You and I, uh, we, we met in person. And yeah. like a couple of months ago, when you joined FinSuite, I reached out saying, hi, love to meet you. You seem like such a great person. So um, <laughs> yeah, I've been looking forward to this uh, longer than the time period that we had scheduled. <laughs> you know, me too. When I received first your, your message, the one that you, were, that you were saying, I was so excited and nervous, like, oh my God, yes. And then we said that in, in the next three months. Yeah. And I, like a month back, I was thinking like, are we going to do it or not? Do it? And then I received your message and I was like, yeah, okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to finally sit down with you, uh, even though, I don't know, you're in my computer. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it feels um, like in person, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I um I really appreciated the um the candy that you gave me at uh, WebflowConf. <laughs> You like it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I actually I was showing it to people around um uh um around the conference and um uh it was actually a conversation starter because one person said, Oh my wife's from Mexico. I recognize that. Like he got nice. all really excited that I, I had the candy. <laughs> nice. Which one do you like the most? Um I don't know. Uh it, you, you gave me one. Uh the the the, the little circle one. It was like a oh, I know uh, which one. Yeah, yeah. It looks so spicy, but it's sweet, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was actually a really fun way to get to know people. Um, I I had gotten those little Greek uh mini chocolate bars from uh, Maria from Greece, and Ooh, I was just... they were so good. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just handing them out to people, and it was um it was fun. Uh, I I liked um joining people's conversations for about 30 seconds, giving them the mm -hmm. chocolate bar and then giggling and then running away to the next group of people. <laughs> yeah, I like a nice breaker, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so wonderful to meet everybody. And and you're kind of a rare person because um, uh, usually I do a podcast with people and then maybe I'll meet them in person someday. And so for you and me, it's kind of the reverse. So that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And I was... So excited to get to know you more. And I started to listen to the podcasts. Oh, and one that I was super impressed is the one that you did by yourself. Oh, thank I, you. Seriously, I, I admire you with that, Emily. Like, it's not easy to open up yourself. So I was really impressed. And I listened to all of it. And I was like, wow, like, to open yourself like that, I really admire you. Like, you are really, really strong. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. I uh, um, I actually I put that out, and then somebody told me they were like, Emily, like you have to take that down. Like, what's, what's you can't be you can't be that open with people. And uh, what are people gonna think of you? And I I thought about it for a bit, and I talked to two of my friends, and they said, Emily, no, it's totally fine. You can keep it up. It's like you're being honest about your life and uh, your career and everything. And I said, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I also think that doing that kind of stuff, you help a lot of people. And some people will reach out to say like, thank you. And some people won't say anything, but you help them. Because I think we also some, all sometimes feel that we have to be always happy and smiling and everything has to seem perfect. And we're not, we don't open up ourselves. So I think that will help a lot of people to open and be more honest and to know who to reach out to and don't feel alone, you know? 
yeah, so you you know a lot about me then from from listening to that. I, it's very strange when um I I I put stuff out and um uh it's it's like people know me more than than just like surface level. Um, so I really appreciate that that you uh you listen to that and and uh um I actually listen to it. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my uh my favorite question that I like to ask people. Um, when I, I'm getting to know them is that uh, when when you were a little kid uh, what did you want to be when you grew up um, so I wanted to do things that are super like the opposite <laughs> I wanted to be an astronaut and I wanted to be like a veterinarian but not with dogs and cats I wanted to be more like different animals like on the in the ocean or with horses or with elephants like I wanted the opposite like in the in the space and then yeah. in the ground like in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up my major ended up being marketing so nothing related to those two <laughs> what was the interest in um in space fun fact I've always said that if I could, I would love to meet an alien. <laughs> an alien? <laughs> yeah. You know, when I watched E.T., you know the movie, E.T.? Yeah. yeah. Well, when I watched it when I was a little kid, I was like, whoa, I hope that happens to me. Like, I hope an alien comes to my house. <laughs> and then <laughs> and we get to be of, friends. <laughs> yeah, and we can get to be friends. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, that's crazy. That's super scary. You don't know where they come from. And I was like, well, that's the that, that exciting part, like getting to know someone from zero, from another universe. But yeah, I think that's why I ended up saying I wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what age was that, uh, the astronaut phase? Mm, I think eight, nine. Eight? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think. I'm I'm guessing, but I don't know the exact age. <laughs> Yeah, I, but that's I, something I've always loved. Yeah, yeah. sorry, got it. No, no, no. Um, I, I think that it's always really. Well, I grew up in a place where um, uh, there was like a medium level of uh, light pollution, so you couldn't really see stuff that well um, mm -hmm. in the sky. But um, we would go up to New England um, uh, for vacation, and the amount of stars that you could see was incredible. Wow. Yeah, that's. That's amazing. Here, for example, in Monterrey, where I'm from, it's more mm -hmm. like on, in the north of Mexico. We have a lot of mountains, a lot of mountains. But there's also, with all the industrial part and all the companies and everything, it's difficult to see the sky. But if you go at night up the mountain, like to go camping or something like that, the stars look amazing. Yeah, they look beautiful. Does that, um, I think that sometimes that changes your perspective because um i know that there was a story in uh, new york where um uh there was a blackout where like all of the lights went out in the city and wow. then people could see the stars and people got really scared and so they started calling 911 they were like what is up there something's Whoa. happening yeah but yeah. like i think that's kind of funny that people think that you can just call 911 for the stars yeah. <laughs> what are what they gonna they do, do? <laughs> yeah but, um, Vanessa. <laughs> but but like what do you what do you think about that do you i i don't know i think that it changes your perspective where um if you're looking up and you see something that's like so much bigger than you um yeah it must change how you think yeah and 
I've always said that we're not the only ones. Like mm -hmm. it's, I don't think we should think we're the only ones. Like mm -hmm. why would we be the only ones in the whole, whole universe? So I think yeah. there's a lot of, of different, I want to say species because I have no idea, but I think different species all over the universe. But yeah, it makes you think that it's something big, something different than you. Uh, also, something can be bigger, someone better. I don't know. I have my favorite phrase is eyes on the stars and feet on the ground. Like, yeah. don't forget who you are, but there's always someone you will have to learn from. So if we get to know people from other universe, imagine that. That will be so cool. Like, we can join forces and we can get to know a lot of things. <laughs> But that's thinking the, the positive way. So, yeah. I think that um, uh, both um, things are equally scary. Uh, the idea that we're the only ones, and this is mm -hmm. all that there is, and that there is other stuff out there. I feel like yeah. both of them have their own pros and cons, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, I would love to be more than just us. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, know. for example, yeah, like the ocean. It's a whole different world. Yeah. Than, uh, you know, and we're all in the in Earth. But if you go to some um, documentals that they've done from the ocean, they don't even know half of the ocean. They don't even know half of the species. So it's, wild. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. Like, I read a fact. Okay, I don't know if it, this is completely true. I, I read okay. it, but I don't know if it's true. But they say like humans only use the 10% of their brain and dolphins use a little bit more than 10%. So if you, if you think about it, dolphins are smarter than humans. Like they have more, their, their brain is more capable than ours. We just, mm -hmm. we are, I don't know how to say it, but they use more of their brain than us. So it's impressive it get to get to know like, Um, to research about different species. Imagine some it, species, yeah. Well, yeah, I know that um, uh, dolphins for sure have larger brains than, than mm -hmm. we do. Um, yeah. But uh, that's why people um, sometimes, uh, when they see dolphins in uh, aquariums and things like that, like, but this this thing is so intelligent. How yeah. could you keep it here? Like, yes. I don't just because it does, you can't communicate with it doesn't mean it's not intelligent. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that it's when it comes apart that us uh, humans, we have to take care of other species. Yeah. Yeah. And and so uh, that segues into your um your veterinary uh, dreams yeah. as a kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they kind of relate. Uh, I've always loved animals. I've yeah. had really weird pets when I was a kid. I had like pony and then <laughs> I had... Um, I had a goat as a as a pet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and turtles and a lot of different different pets. So I don't know, being a veterinarian, veterinarian, I think it will be awesome because I think like pets are like babies. You don't know what they want, so you kind of like have to figure them out. <laughs> so I think it's cool that they, that veterinarian veterinarians can be like the voice and the help for species that can't ask for help, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like why I wanted to be a veterinarian too. What were the names of your pony and goat? Um, so my goat was Benito. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. And the pony, I don't think we ever put a name on it. I remember we called him Pinto. I don't okay. really know why. I was really, really young. 
we call yeah. him Pinto. Uh, so I think that was his name, but I always call him, I always say like the pony, the pony, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's fun. And how old were you when you had these, uh, had these pets? I think Max, Max 14 years, like okay. in between seven and 14, I think those were the years when we had like weird pets and then we changed <laughs> to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, uh, what was your hometown like? Um, well, the um, so you mean specifically the rhythm, like how does the community is here in Mexico in Monterrey? I'm guessing, or... like, um, uh, what was it like, uh, growing up in in your home, and what was it like, um, having these like cool pets nearby, and and it sounds like, um, uh, your parents were interested in they're like oh she she likes animals mm -hmm. let's get her yeah. some animals why not yeah <laughs> well it it was awesome um I'm really close to my family mm -hmm. so I'm close so we are like mom dad my brother and me we're only four mm -hmm. but I'm really close to my grandparents to my aunts uncles and cousins mm -hmm. I was I was always um in dinners and with activities and parties with the family so it was really close. And my parents were always the kind of family that they didn't tell you, no, you can't because I say no. They mm. were more like, listen to you, you know, like, why do you want this? Do you want it? My advice is to not do it or just do it because this could be good for you. This could not be good for you, but you can make your own decision. Like, they were like that. So I think that's why they were super open to have like different pets and everything. So we could explore me and my brother, the world. So that was awesome. And, and yeah, like the life in, in Monterrey, it's always moving. Everything moves so fast. Like everyone is super accelerated all the time. So that's why sometimes I also like to be like by myself, you know, yeah. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like sometimes you need like a moment by yourself in your room. So not talk to anyone and just read or be on the phone or listen to music or anything. But yeah, it was it was really cool. It was, of course, like everyone in life, ups and downs. But generally, it was really great. What what kind of personality does your brother have? Personality? Yeah. Uh, he's amazing. He, we are pretty similar, um, him and me, we're pretty similar. I would just say that he's more social than I am. <laughs> he's he's more like parties and go traveling and all of that. And I'm more like being at home and with being with the family and staying here. And I love traveling, but after a few days, I'm like, okay, I want to go back. I want to go back home. <laughs> and my brother could go like switching month from month to different countries. So we're pretty similar about that. That's a big difference. <laughs> I, I think that it's important to recharge for sure. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. You have to connect with yourself. Recently, my my way of recharging, because I've been doing some more social stuff. Um, uh, I, I've been in my room with a projector on the wall of my bedroom uh, watching Totally Spies. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. I haven't. Oh my! So imagine um, Scooby-Doo. Okay. Um, but three girls from California. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, everyone has their own way of recharging, but it's important. 
<laughs> I'm I, gonna watch it now. <laughs> it's on uh, Amazon Prime for free. Um, that's okay. Where I okay, found it. I got yeah. Amazon Prime, so there you go. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and um uh and Nancy Drew books. I've been uh, okay. reading those. Yeah, I've just been like reverting back to my childhood a little bit. Um, yeah, but that's that's why not? Yeah, it's like Disney. Like you never get old. You're never <laughs> old enough for Disney. You're never old enough for all the different programs you you used to see when you were a kid. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, what personalities uh, do your parents have? Mm, so my mom is super caring. Uh, uh, she's always like she puts others before her you know mm -hmm. like if someone needs her she's gonna be there and like super supportive uh, she's also like my brother she's like love like socials go to parties with friends and everything yeah and my dad it's also caring but he's like me he's more quiet well I'm not quiet I wouldn't say I'm quiet but he also likes his space be more calm Um, my my dad never never gets stressed, never. Mm -hmm. My dad is like, we will figure it out. Everything <laughs> will work out. Like, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> And my mom is more like, no, we have to do something about it. You know, so they, <laughs> they kind of, yeah, they're different, but they they make a a good team. <laughs> I think it's really um interesting when uh, you look up to somebody who um and I, I don't know this, but uh. Uh, when you look up to somebody that never really raises their voice or never gets too um, overly upset and if something is going on they just um, uh, they they have the eloquent words of communicating how they feel um, mm -hmm. instead of just getting so frustrated that they just I don't know don't say anything yeah don't say anything or they say start saying things that don't make sense because they're upset um But uh, I, I've seen that in in people who give speeches, people who are in leadership positions. And I always thought that that was such a an interesting personality type. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and it's important. It's important for you to be able to communicate and and to say when when you don't like something that was that was something I had as a, uh, when I was younger. Like when yeah. I, something I was upset about something, I wouldn't say anything. I would just stay quiet. Like, I wouldn't say anything because I didn't want, I hate fights. I hate problems and I hate drama. Like yeah. when I, I always avoid those, those things. I think we could always try to be happy and be okay. So I used to keep it by myself, but then I started to feel like not listened to kind of, or Sometimes you can be, feel overwhelmed because you didn't talk with anyone and you're like, I'm carrying with everything. So I started to work on communication and now I'm the opposite. <laughs> I say everything, but I always, say, I, I always say that you can say anything. You just have to know the way to say it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can communicate, just be careful. Like you don't need to hurt someone else's feelings. You don't be, need to be mean or anything. Everyone is going through something. So just communicate, but say it in a nice way. So that has helped a lot. Yeah. I think uh, a lot, I think a person like you um, in that situation is like, you're not trying to win the conversation. You're not trying to win the argument. You're, you're just trying to um, uh, lovingly tell someone how you feel. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I, I start a conversation with, with like, hey, um, I want to tell you how I feel. I'm not angry or anything, but I think it's important for me to tell you what I'm feeling. And something that has helped me is that thinking that every brain has their own, their own culture, their own world, their own education, values, everything. So maybe something for you is the right way of doing it, but it could be the wrong way of doing it for someone else. So you can communicate and be like, for me, this is not good, or this is good, or for me. I'm not saying this is the right way or the wrong way, but this is mm -hmm. how I feel. And yeah, that's what helped me communicate with friends and and my partner and family and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think that... um, uh, I think it's so easy to look at somebody and think that the way that they are now is the way that they've always been. Mm, um, yes. <laughs> And uh, uh, when you actually get to know somebody, and you you know this, but when you actually get to know somebody and you hear about all these stories of um, all of the things that made them into who they are now, it mm -hmm. gives you so much more context on comments that they make, uh, things that they're upset about, things that they really enjoy. Um, yeah. And I think when you see um, that part of someone, it's almost like, um, I don't know. It's almost like you're wearing sunglasses and then you take the sunglasses off and you can see everything yeah. better. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful thing, I think. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I think that when you see someone, you kind of automatically make make the idea of how that person is or everything. And then it's amazing how, how like what you're saying, to get to know them and be like, wow, I didn't know about this about this person. Like this is different. <laughs> I didn't talk about this. And yeah, it's cool. I like that. when when you were around the um uh the maybe like eight to ten years old phase that you were telling me about um uh what what kind of kid were you um I think I was an introverted kid mm. right now people see me and they will think I'm super extroverted but I have my super introverted part, <laughs> like inside me but so I I think everyone in our life we have faced either a problem or or issues or anything. And one what with me was with friends. So I've always been the person and I'm talking now about eight to ten years old. I'm thinking more about like twelve, fourteen. I never liked that in a group of friends, I don't know if it has happened to you, that they kind of talk about each other on their backs. And oh, then yeah. and then they're like, Oh, she's my best friend. And I, when I, when I saw that and when I still see it, I was like, why does this happen? Like, no, like you shouldn't do that. Like you shouldn't talk to, about your friends, you know? So I used to be on a group of friends and I saw that that happened a lot. So I took the decision of getting out of the group and I was like, I'm getting out. And I stayed without friends, like no friends. And I was like, okay, let's start from zero. And I'm, right now I'm saying it super calm, but of course, when you're a kid and you're like, okay, now I, I don't have friends, you're like, you feel insecure. Mm -hmm. So I went to high school. So in Mexico, it's different from the US. In Mexico, it's high school. And then there is another one that it's called prepa. Okay. And then it's, it's university. Okay. So this happened uh, when I was in high school and then I moved to prepa. And okay. then I started to meet new friends and I started like, Hey, I'm Victoria. Hey, I'm Victoria. And I started to meet and now it's cool because 
I ended up thinking that I prefer quality instead of quantity. Mm. And I prefer good friends that I know I can trust and I can open my heart and they won't talk on my back and, you know, so I would say that I don't have a lot of friends, but the ones that I have, I value, I value how they are and I'm there for them. And I'm like, if they need me, I will be there. And it's like a really good, a really strong relationship. That takes a lot of, what do I say? Um, like a strong moral compass at that age, what, like 16, 17, 18 years old? Yeah, I to, think, yes. To um, uh, to say, you know what, it, it, it means a lot to me that this person is a kind person that's not mm-hmm. only kind to me, but kind to other people. And I'm going to put myself in an uncomfortable position. Um, and a, a, and a, if I, I would be unhappy in that situation, in an unhappy position. Um, mm-hmm. rather than just like only caring about myself and just having friends so that I could feel more secure. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like what I'm saying is like, um, uh, it, it takes a lot of guts to say, I want my friends to be really, really good people, oh, not yeah, only to yeah. me, but to other people exactly. as well. And I'm going to like put myself in a, a tougher position for the sake of having better friends that's a rare thing to do and a lot of people do that yeah and it was difficult right now you know I'm 27 now so I'm about to be 28 and everything right now is is really nice but at that moment of course it's scary because it's the age where there's parties you're getting to know people and you hang out and feeling like who do I like the first day you get there and you see everyone like with groups and with a friend and you're like, mm, so who yeah. do I talk to? You know, so it's it's scary. But I always think that those kinds of things gets you where you are right now. Like those are the things you have to go through so you can grow and you mm-hmm. can learn and you can get stronger and everything. So I won't I will never say that it was easy, but I would say I'm grateful I went through that, mm-hmm. you know, because I learned a lot. Was there anything that anybody said to you during that time period that made you feel better? Well, I will give full credit to my mom. Yeah. My mom was always there for me. So she was always like, you and I are best friends. Like since I was a little kid, you have yeah. me, you can talk to me. So whenever I was like, I called her and I stayed on the phone with her and she supported me a lot. So mm-hmm. that helped me go through through all of this because she was always there for me. And um yeah that that was what helped me and well friends they 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 tell me a lot not at that moment because I think it takes time for all of us to to look for for people that will be there for you and and be loyal to you and everything Mm -hmm. but right now with my friends I'm the one they come to to say everything to talk to like like their secrets or problems or Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like I was saying before we started, I'm I'm usually the one that listens, and <laughs> it feels nice. It feels great that they know that I'm there for them. So it's cool. That's that's something that's earned that kind of uh, trust that people have in you. Yeah, that's that's not something that can be um uh so easily um uh I don't know 
so easily gained like that's something that happens over over time with the consistency of you always being who you are and never pretending to be somebody else oh thank you <laughs> that feels nice thank you Emily yeah I try I try yeah I when I was even when I was a kid because I this I do remember if I see someone crying or someone sad I will reach out and I will be like are you okay like why are you crying like is everything okay I have always worried of others and I think I got that from my mom because yeah. she always puts others before herself so I think I kind of looked at and I start doing it and I keep doing it but that I think that was the reason I wanted to study like I wanted my major to be human resources mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I decided to move to marketing because I heard that in HR you would have to also fire people to be like Ooh. bye bye yeah. and I was like no I'm not <laughs> doing that <laughs> and, I, and I didn't know like the exact think everything HR um, includes or you know like and I was like no I'm not gonna be an HR I don't want to fire people I'm moving to marketing <laughs> and I ended up studying marketing and all my works oh yeah all my all my experience has been on HR so I came back to HR <laughs> so, yeah fun fact <laughs> what um what were your interests in high school like what I kind of yeah. yeah, I love sports. I've mm -hmm. always been into sports. Always favorite is basketball. I played it for 12 years. And right now I play just like for fun with teams and with friends and like that. I was really interested in that. I like reading. Uh, <laughs> when they ask me, which one is your favorite book? I'm like, honestly, <laughs> I start, I just read like novels. Yeah. I, don't, I don't read things that educational I just read novels like if you're watching a a movie I'm just reading the movie you know and and yeah I was also interested I I, I like to explore different different sports too so I tried yoga I'm super bad at yoga I'm not flexible <laughs> at all <laughs> so I couldn't do it so I was like no and then yeah. I found spinning and I like spinning and then I went to Cancun with my with my dad and we certified in scuba diving. Oh, really? And I, and I was like, wow, this is cool. So now one of my interests is going, for example, to to Asia to scuba dive or something like that. I would love to do that. So that's one of my interests. I can't do it every weekend because in Monterrey there's no ocean. But mm. when I go to Playa or Cancun or something like that, I try to to go scuba diving. What is that experience like, scuba diving? It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, of course, you've watched The Little Mermaid of Disney. Why, imagine your hair. Like, you go, <laughs> you go 20, 15, 20 meters down the water, and you can breathe, and you can swim with all the fishes, and sometimes yeah. you would see, I don't know, sharks or something like that. And it's, it's I don't know, it's super cool. Yeah. You I know that... I, you know, the feeling um, I used to, so I grew up going to like a community pool in my neighborhood in Pennsylvania and okay. uh, different experience. Uh, but uh, when you're like at the bottom of the diving well and you look up and the sun is coming through the water, like those streams of light, I used to just like hang out down there for a bit. <laughs> and just, yeah. And just watch them. It like super yeah. calm, right? You feel yeah. calm. I don't know. But uh, it, was it scary to be like close to sharks and 
all of that? Yeah, of course. It's yeah. It's not it's not our habitat. So yeah. of course you depend on the animals. If if an animal wants to attack you, you can't do anything. You won't be able to escape. So of course it's yeah. intimidating. So I've never gone in the ocean specifically to look for sharks. Like yeah. I've never done that. That's yeah. scary. My brother has done it, but I've never. But what Your I brother did sounds once... your brother sounds extreme. like a wild guide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're I saying love extreme sports, but yeah, he's he's also, he's also like that. But once so just to give a little bit of context, I, I worked six months at Disney and I was already certified. So the cert the ones that were certified, they could go scuba diving in the aquarium at Epcot that they have like a ton of different animals wow. so I was like okay I'll do that because what sometimes when you go to the ocean you don't see you don't see wildlife you only see fishes or something like that and here they had a lot of they had rays they had sharks they had turtles and I was like okay let's do it and I went and it was yeah it was scary but it was amazing to see all these animals and you feeling part of them so <laughs> it was nice it was extreme What was the first experience like for you when you went with your dad? Mm, I think a little bit claustrophobic. Mm, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because your brain knows you can't breathe underwater. So you go down and you stop breathing by, I think, like by instinct. Yeah. And then you have to learn like, okay, breathe, breathe through the, um, through the uniform, through everything they gave you, like breathe through the oxygen. But mm -hmm. it's difficult to make that switch on your brain. So I think it was claustrophobic. And and the other part is that when I was at the top, because you go really deep, 20 meters down. So when I was at the top, I was scared. I was always swimming, but with my with my eyes in the ocean, like looking at what was below, be, uh, beneath me. And then when I went all the way down, it was really calm and it was really cool. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. You should do it. It's really nice. My my dad uh, is certified in, in scuba diving, and he's nice. gone scuba diving in Hawaii before. Or, or, or what? Yeah, That's off cool. of Hawaii. Yeah, um, that's so cool. I remember he was. Um, I think he he did a, a dive, um, maybe right before I was born, and uh, so we have all these pictures that he took of like the, the underwater camera. Um, nice ones with, like sharks and fish and stuff like that and when I was a little kid I remember looking at them, like oh my god my dad's so cool yeah. he <laughs> swam with a shark nice. in this foreign place called Hawaii which it, it was isn't foreign at all <laughs> but uh it's like this beautiful place it's so far yeah. away That's um amazing. I don't know and yeah, have you kind of... thought of trying it do you want to do it I I am the kind of person that's like afraid of roller coasters and skydiving and oh, all of that really? kind of stuff yeah wow. so okay <laughs> but I think that it would be really fun I think it's just like um the the fear of being vulnerable like vulnerable mm -hmm. to things that could um hurt you um but uh I think it would be very fun it, it's yeah, an experience cool. you gotta have that experience at least once yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just try it once and if you don't like it you don't have to do it again but yeah I don't know. Maybe it will be your your new favorite hobby. You never know. <laughs> so, um, uh, in in high school, um, uh, your experience was going to school, basketball, friends, 
what else was part of your life did you have like part-time jobs um uh doing yeah. stuff around the city so when yes my parents always were like they sometimes gave me gifts or something i asked for but they were also like you have to you have to work for what you want you know so when i was younger i remember and this is when i was a kid i don't know i will say 10 years old i remember i did i do cookies with my mom and then i go sell them at the houses oh and really then, <laughs> yeah and then sometimes i will watch the car of the neighbor like can i wash your car and then you can yeah and i will be washing the car or like stuff like that and then when i got old enough 18 so 18 it's for mexico when you're old enough to work and everything i went to a summer camp that yeah for the summer to work for the summer and then the next summer i went to austin texas to a camp that's called camp balcones springs i don't know if you know if you know the camp but it's it's really cool i went as a counselor for two summers in a row and then I went to Disney, so I was always trying to, to see, yeah, to 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 see what I could do, and to save money, and and it was really cool because I went to Disney. I worked at Disney on 2017, and I got married on 2021. And the money I saved for Disney, I used this for the honeymoon. Like I was wow. still saving it, yeah. And I was like, and I told Charlie, my husband, like, can you believe that? These dollars are from 2017 from Disney. Was like, what? Why can't you spend them? And I was like, I don't know. I was waiting for the right moment. So yeah, I was also, I was always looking to do something. I get bored easily. So I'm always trying to be active. So yeah. What is it like um, uh, going away from home for three months when it's like, that was like pre-college. Um mm-hmm. That that that's a very different experience than the experience I had, which would be, um, okay, I'm gonna go drive down the street, go lifeguard for the whole day, and then come home mm-hmm. back to my family. Yeah. But you were there for the whole summer. Yeah. Um, it was out of my comfort zone for sure. Like yeah. I remember when the dates started to like come sooner, like seven days, five days, three days, I started to get more nervous and more nervous and more nervous. But it's just pushing yourself, getting out of the comfort zone. And mm-hmm. thanks to that, I got better at English because everyone, I need to communicate with the kids and they needed to understand my English. So um, I, I, yeah, it was scary. It was different, but I really liked it. And then that's why I went back to uh, the next summer, three months. And then I went to Disney six months. So oh it started goodness. to get more months, more months. And then that's it. Yeah, I never left for one year. But it also made you, it made me independent. Like mom is not here. Dad is not here. Your brother is not here. I'm the youngest. He's older than me. So your brother is not here. You have to figure out things by yourself. You have to cook. You have to clean. You have to go for everything. Because here in Mexico, you don't leave home until you get married. So I was at home until I was 26 years old. And of course, I even if I if I was home, I work, I pay I pay for my things and everything. But when I was I went to Disney when I was 20 years old, so I started to be like, okay, I'm gonna do everything on my own. I need to make my own decisions, and it was really cool. Like, it makes you grow up when you go out of home too. So it was nice. 
I can only imagine how mentally exhausting that is to be um, speaking in another language that you're you're constantly working out all of the the yeah. phrases and things like that. I I remember I only had like a small taste of that when I did um, French in in high school, and all of the classes were completely in French. Um, and I just remember leaving the classes; just my brain was just mush, like trying yeah, to figure tired. out <laughs> conjugations and uh, formal, like uh, I don't know, male and female words, which <laughs> like we don't have that in English. Um, yeah. So that was that was really crazy. So what what was that like for you? Because not only were you constantly with people, um, you were living there for the whole summer, and you were um, speaking another language. Yeah. Well, English. I love the language. I love English, yeah. but it's difficult. Yeah. For example, the word desert and dessert. Yeah. And you have to say like the pronunciation correctly. If not, you will go. <laughs> So a restaurant will be like, I want a desert, you know? Yeah, I want a <laughs> desert, yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to know the pronunciation yeah. of dessert and all of those, of that, of that, of those things. But I think being with people that their native language is English helps you to get yeah. better at pronunciation and pronunciation and at the slang words and all of that things. Like, for example, say like and the um and all of that. That's a lot from the U.S. that we don't we don't use in Mexico. Yeah, so I, w I wouldn't have it if I didn't have friends from the U.S. when I went this summer. So, yeah, it was difficult. And of course, as you said, I I was tired at the end of the day. Like I want to speak Spanish to someone. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember there was one girl that she was also from Mexico. I met her there, and we were like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go." take a break and we just went walking and started to speak in Spanish just like to let the brain come down a little bit and then went back how did that feel that walk with her it feels amazing it's yeah I don't know if it's that happened to you but when you're when you're not in your not just hometown but when you're not in your country and then you're somewhere else and you find and you meet someone that is also from your same country you're like oh, do you feel like family automatically like yeah mexico you know like, you, feel like, you feel connected like oh there's someone like me here so it, it felt amazing and we're still in touch so that's good it was a long long life friendship i i had one experience like that and it's nowhere on the same level but um uh, i went um i went to eastern europe for a month um mm -hmm. yeah I, you you heard that in the, the thing um and uh I was there. And so it's kind of like one of those situations where um, as an American, you don't go very long without hearing your own accent. And um, when I went over there, I was there for a month without hearing my accent. And so that's just a wild experience yeah. for me. And I remember I, I had gone there um, previously for um, like a week. And it was just crazy to me that I didn't hear my own accent. And so when I was there for the month, um, I met this girl who um, was an American, but she spoke English with an American accent. Mm -hmm. And I loved her. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, I, she, I, I just kept on going up to her. I'm like, you have such a beautiful voice. Like, <laughs> the way that you speak is amazing. And so we became really, really good friends. Her name is uh, Masha. And um, nice. uh, so we, we still message each other on Telegram. Um, <laughs> nice. yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, she that so 
I definitely remember that when I when I she first uh walked into this little friend group that we were in she said hello to me in 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 English and I said you're beautiful (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you (laughs) yeah that happens a lot that's so cool she she appreciated my compliment she's like oh my English is like good enough that you think that I'm from America and I'm like you talk exactly how I talk so thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah that's great and yeah, like like I was saying, when you're out of of home and you and you hear someone that speaks like you or talk like you or have the accent, you feel like oh, yes, like how you're saying, like you're beautiful. I'm finally <laughs> meeting you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's quite an experience. Um, yeah, I I think the the first time I ever left my country was um when I was 18, and oh, okay, um, it was uh no, I was I was 19. Um. And it was the summer after my first year of college. And I went to go um, visit people that I knew in in Europe. And um, uh, it was wild. Like when when I was growing up, um, the idea of going anywhere outside the U.S. is so uncommon. And like, I don't know if you know, like a, a third, only a third of Americans have a passport. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's like not, and and I'd probably say maybe half of those people that have a passport have it for like Canada and Mexico, mm-hmm. but they they don't leave the continent really. Um, okay. So the idea that I could, I was invited to go somewhere and I actually went, it's like, this is going to sound so silly because that's not what I mean, but it's like, this place is real. <laughs> yes. Like not just a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like Germany is a real place that I could go yes. to. And <laughs> like, it's not just like this fantasy land or like a Disney place or someplace yeah. that like really cool people get to go on their honeymoons. Like I could just get on a plane and go. Yeah. And I, it sounds so silly, but this is exactly how I was feeling. I, I, yeah. And where did you go? What part of Europe? So um, the first time I went, I, I had a layover in Germany and I was like, oh my gosh, Germany's a real place um, <laughs> that I'm in, that I get to experience. And then I went to Serbia and then um, the, the second trip was uh, direct from New York to Serbia. And then while I was in Serbia, I went to, to Italy. And so, oh, wow. yeah, I, I went for a week um, and I went to the part of Italy where my, my last name is from. And so it was nice, so cool okay, to see. Cool. It was so cool to see shops and buses and things with my last name because it's a mm-hmm. very common name in Palermo, Sicily. Um, okay, nice. I've never heard it before. Yeah, so it's, pol- it's it's funny that you say that it's a common, <laughs> a common last name. Yeah, yeah. It's it's common in uh, in Palermo. It's also really common in um, uh, New York. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, it it was very very cool. So just like um, it's it's it felt like very much a gift that not many people got mm-hmm. to experience the yeah. idea of of leaving home um on your own uh without your family being able to experience things and also people meeting you for you, not mm-hmm. you in connection to anybody else. Um, yeah. it's such an interesting thing. But it's scary that you went by yourself also. Like you've never been to Europe and you went by yourself. And yeah, yeah. That, must, that must have been like a huge step for you, right? Yeah, but um, I, I would like I knew people that were going to be there, but I wasn't traveling with anyone. Mm-hmm. I remember the I was so scared um, when I uh, went to Europe for the first time um, and 
I was getting on a flight by myself. I had a connecting flight in a foreign country that I'd never been to. Um, I was expecting everything to be fully in German and to get lost during my layover. Um, but yeah, my God. Yeah, it was so good for me. So good for the plot of my yeah. life. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but for you, um, it sounds like, like the six months at working at Disney was a pretty significant part of your life. Yeah, it was. Um, so it was my first work on a company, if if you could say it like that. And Disney had like really strict rules. Mm. If you, for example, you have to be there at 6 a.m. If I would be there at 6 with 10 seconds, I had already one warning. Because I had to register myself on a computer that you can't mess with the times of the computer. And yeah, so you have to, if you went there three late, you get a warning and three warnings, you're fired. So it was like a, a really strict, a really, yeah, really rules, super strict. And for example, you couldn't have paint on your nails. You couldn't have like a Research? hairband, a oh, bracelet yeah. or hairband or anything. And you couldn't have your phone with you. And everything. So it was a first experience and it was like, okay, all these rules, I have to follow them and everything. But that helped me to be in time on my work now to don't use a phone when you're in a meeting and all of that. So it was a really a good learning, but it was, yeah, like you go to Disney and seeing the other side of Disney, because when you go, you have fun and you're like, like, yeah, just enjoying and being on the side of how it works. It was impressive. It was impressive. Mm. I loved it. I loved it. I I learned a lot of how things how things work, the rules, but also I could make people happy. So that was the best part. Like imagine I was on a store and I hear I could hear someone saying, like, oh, I can't go on, I don't know, I'm gonna say uh roller coaster to Space Mountain. Yeah. Because the because um wait time it's about it's for two hours, so I won't be there. And I just go there like, hey, here's a fast pass. So you can go to space <gasps> one. And they will be like, oh my God, thank you. And they get super happy. So oh, doing wow. that kind of stuff, it was, yeah, it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. And then my one of my favorite stories is there was a little kid and she was crying, like crying, crying with her, with her mom. And I went to her and I was like, why are you crying? And the mom told me like she saw a mouse like a mouse she was sitting down and a mouse was like running and she got scared and I turned to a little kid and I told her oh my god did you just saw Goose Goose the one from Cinderella <laughs> and she was like she just looked at me and she was like what and I was like that was Goose Goose I'm impressed that you saw him no one sees him like he's always hiding and she was like mommy I saw Goose Goose that was good and then she started like smiling like oh my god I saw Goose Goose and like doing those special moments I yeah, I loved it. It was it was really a really great experience. What was your role while you were there? So I was for three months in attractions. So I was at the games. Okay. And then I was three months on merchandising. So I was three months at the store. Yeah. So it was three and three. So you got I got to know a lot of people. And the good the the good part that I loved, I was not on Magic Kingdom or anything. I was at Epcot. Wow, that's cool. And I, yeah, I loved being at Epcot because also Epcot is, in my opinion, the most calm park from the ones at Orlando, 
in Florida. That one is a more calm, like people go to walk to different cultures and more calm. And it closes early. It closes sooner than Magic Kingdom. So I could just leave and go to Magic Kingdom. So <laughs> <laughs> that was cool because I got free pass, of course, to go to the park. So that was that was incredible. What was it like applying there and, and getting accepted? It was it was fun, but it was really intimidating, intense. So I'm gonna so did I share with you the whole process? Is that okay? Sure. Yeah, we have so much time. Okay, cool. <laughs> so the first thing to go to Disney to work, uh, I applied through my university. So they had a plan together that you with another university from the US that you could go. So that way of applying, you had to do a letter where you say why you wanted to work at Disney. You had to record yourself answering three questions. And then they will make a cut. Like, okay, 50 people applied, then only 15 go to the next round. And if you go to the next round, you have to go to Mexico City and have an interview with an HR from Disney in English. <laughs> so... Uh, so I went there, I went to the interview and the fun part is like, while they were interviewing me, they were interviewing someone almost right beside me. So you had to concentrate with the person you were talking to because there was another interview going. Oh, that's you. overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, concentrate, concentrate. <laughs> and, and fun fact, she asked me when I was there, like, do you want to be friends with Pluto? Like maybe Pluto, you know, <laughs> yeah. And I was, and I was like, well, I prefer to have a role where I can talk, so I can practice my English. And she was like, okay. So after that, after you had the interview, you had to wait for an email confirmation where it says you got accepted or you got rejected. So I remember I was on a WhatsApp group, and we were like a hundred and two or hundred and four people from Mexico that we applied from different places, not only Monterrey. And then people started leaving the group. Like, I got rejected. I got rejected. I got rejected. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't want my phone to sound with a notification of my email. I don't want to receive anything because everyone was receiving reject, like, just reject messages, not acceptances. So I was like, oh, my God. And then we started being 90, 80, 70, 60. And I was like, oh, my God. And we ended, we ended up being 54. And the next day, it was people messaging, oh my God, I got accepted, I got accepted. It was like the other way around now. Like, I got accepted, I got accepted. And then I received mine, the one of, uh, that I got accepted. Of course, I remember I was crying. I'm a Disney fan. So, of course, I was crying like, oh my God, I did it. I'm going to work at Disney. I can't believe it. And like super excited. And yeah, and then the next month was, it was in August and I left in January. So the next month was to get things ready for school. I had to apply for the working visa uh, for the U.S. And so I had to go through all this process. And then on August, on January 22nd, I was at Florida, ready oh to work God. for Disney. <laughs> so it was intense, but it was really, yeah, it was a really cool experience. That's such a special moment. when you Were you by yourself when you opened your email? I was with Charlie. Okay. Uh, we were dating at the time. Yeah, I was with him. And That's I was so like, oh, I did it. And he was like, yes, I'm proud of you. Congratulations. So it was like a really cool moment. I called my family like, guess what? I'm going to Disney. So. <laughs> I think it's always interesting when you have good news. Um, uh, like people ask you about the memory of like when you found out. But it's always nice to ask people 
who they called first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like you were you were calling your family. Yeah, my family first. Yeah. Yes. And and then my cousins, because they're also Disney fans, so they were like, I can't believe you're going to work at Disney. Like that's so cool. And yeah. Uh and then my friends and then everyone, you know, but but first it was my family. Um there's this book that I read um about um experiences and and uh, it's called the experience economy if, okay. it's it's a really incredible book um i i found it um from like very weird chance encounter where i was working in new york for a, a six month internship similar to mm-hmm. your six month nice. intern okay. your six month <laughs> job mine was an internship um and uh um whenever i could i would go to these different design agencies when they would have free things and so um the this one agency in brooklyn was was having some free talk and so i l- went directly from my work um to this this talk and um this woman was talking about um how you have goods you have services and you have experiences mm-hmm. um and they're really three separate things um and if you want to uh really succeed um, you got to be closer to an experience than a good or a service. Um, and so she, cause she said that, um, experiences, people are coming there for you and, and how you make them feel goods and services are kind of like commodities and you can really go to whatever is most affordable. They don't really have mm-hmm. an emotional connection to you. And so a lot of what they talked about in the experience economy is uh, about Disney and, um, all of these, um, things that they do to really make it like a curated experience for you where you're going for how they make you feel these memories that you have um mm-hmm. everything like that it's not an amusement park like it's not i don't know yeah. six flags or thorny <laughs> park or whatever it's yeah. it's really an experience that you you treasure for a long time um yeah I'm guessing that you you totally experienced that and felt that while you were there seeing how things work yes for example they when we were like on these two weeks before starting to work they give you a lot of intro on how to manage different situations and all that and of course of course the goal is always to make the guest happy Mm -hmm. it's always to make the guest happy like it's not to answer no like, don't say no. Like, hey, can I do this? No, not like that. It's like, yeah, I can help you with this or with this. And Disney takes a lot of care on the show part. For example, have you been to Magic Kingdom in Florida? Or yeah. you haven't? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's Adventureland, Fantasyland, and like different, like where it's like parts of the Caribbean and then where the carousel is. And if the next time you go, you can notice that each, each, staff from different attractions they have different costumes so if someone goes from Adventureland to Fantasyland with their costume they will get called out like Mm. don't do that because you're affecting the show for the little kids imagine seeing a pirate like someone with a pirate costume on the carousel or with a princess it's like no it doesn't make sense so Disney that's why Disney has the tunnels underground interesting so so people have exits that are secret. They exit, they go to a tunnel and they go to another place from the tunnel and then go back to the to another attraction or 
to the bus to go back home or something like that. But they take care a lot for the people to to enjoy to enjoy the moment. And yeah, it's amazing to see how everyone is always happy at Disney. Like everyone is smiling and everyone is like enjoying and having fun. And it's it's amazing to be part of that, to be part of that moment. That's so interesting though that um that much planning went into it, that there actually are like hidden hallways, hidden hallways and things like that to really give you this because really it, what it is is like theater yes like, <laughs> like the fact that they're like cast members and things mm-hmm. like that that's that's such a deliberate decision that i think is so interesting yeah and the way they they have us all of us on in the same channel like thinking the same way for example when someone asks you how many mickeys are they you have to answer one yeah there's only one mickey how there will they be two? And I remember <laughs> a dad, a dad came to me. He was around in his fifties and he was like, okay, so tell me, tell me the, tell me the truth. How many Mickey's are there? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's only one. And he told me, no, I saw one at the restaurant and now I'm seeing one uh, taking pictures in another place. So there must be more than one. And I was like, I was just like, well, that's magic. Mickey can transport <laughs> from one place to another. So, and if you go to each staff, they all answer the same thing. So it's impressive how Disney has has the system like really clear, and they know how to get every staff on board, so they can answer the same thing and act like, the same way. So, yeah, it's it's impressive to learn from from Disney as a company. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I it's um. It's a very interesting place. And I think that it's it's such a... Uh, I'm guessing if you were to be there for a while, you start having these interactions with people because the relationship that I you know a lot of people have with Disney is um, sometimes people go there like once a year as like a family get together. I see like family reunions and stuff. Or people go there as um, milestones or... Sometimes when people are um, very ill um, mm-hmm. and they want to have a really special experience, yeah. um, they, they go there. So like for them, it's a very special moment. And uh, like, so for some people, like once in a lifetime experience to go to Disney or to, to save enough to take your kids to Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but being there must be so interesting that you could interact with all of these people um, yeah in these special moments that they're having yeah. do you like you understand what i'm saying like yeah i totally to understand it. yeah 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 i totally understand what you're saying and and i saw a lot of this of what you're saying yeah. i saw people that go there because maybe they have i don't know cancer and they were like well i want to go to disney before everything gets bad or something like that i don't know how how to say it yeah or people that when they're on their honeymoon or they were um, just with friends or with family. I even met this 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 lady that she went there by herself, and I was like, "Oh, you came by herself to Disney?" And I was like, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm reconnecting with myself." So I decided I decided to have a trip with myself, just by just to listen to me more, to get to know me more. And I was impressed with that. I was like, "Wow, that's so cool! That's so cool that you did that." to come by yourself and go to the rides that you want and rest whenever you want and 
have a moment for you. Uh, so yeah, there's very different situations. And that's why I think the staff makes a really important role at Disney because everyone goes there to have fun and enjoy. And you as a staff have to keep in mind that you're there to help them reach that. You're there to help them reach happiness, um, to help them reach their goal of getting to a roller coaster they were looking forward to the last 10 years, or I don't know, you, yeah. you're, you're there to help them. But if you think about it, that's not only at Disney, that's in day-to-day -day life. Everyone that you meet is passing through something, either something they're stressed about, or they're sad, or they're happy, or they're everything. That's why when we interact with people, we have to be careful how we treat them. Because mm -hmm. you never know what you say can really affect someone or in a good way or in a bad way. So that's, that's, it was cool for me to be in a Disney seeing that and then thinking about it and thinking about it and be like, yeah, but this is not just a Disney. If I can make someone happy, I would do it. For example, I'm, I'm at the mall or I'm at playing basketball or I'm with a friend's house or anything. And I see someone, I try to compliment that person. Like, hey, I like this. And I like this. I remember once uh, the, this came this girl with with purple hair. She painted uh -huh. her hair all purple. I honestly, when people do that, I'm really impressed. Because it's not easy to put your hair in another color. Like, you know, it's like getting totally out of your comfort zone. So I went, I went to her and I told her, like, I love your purple hair. Like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. She was like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. And then 10 minutes, 10 minutes later, she came back and she gave me a card. And I was, what's this card? And honestly, I don't remember the name of the game, but she told me. So these cards, these cards, I'm giving it to you because you make a moment for me happy. So I'm giving it to you for when someone does it to you, you give that card to that person. And I was like, whoa, that game is so cool. You know, like, that's nice. And then when someone did, I gave the card and, you know, so you never know when someone needs, needs that. And yeah, that's what I admire the most of everything of Disney, that they make people happy when they need it. And also when they don't, but it's, I think it's more important when they need it because they're not in the best moment. That's such a sweet memory. Yeah. With that woman that you didn't even know. No, I didn't even yeah. know. Her. I I think that there's something really wonderful um about uh uh women who compliment other women. <laughs> because <laughs> I I noticed that I do I uh um like my my guy friends um uh they might notice something about a girl and it may be completely platonic but they're like I'm not going to go approach her cuz I don't want to freak her out. I, mm -hmm. I like it's going to come weird <laughs> come off weird coming from me. I'm this guy that doesn't know her. Like yeah, I like her shirt but I don't I want to give the wrong impression so they don't say anything. <laughs> and so after seeing them uh like restrain themselves um mm -hmm. because of that kind of stuff, uh I just any any girl that has I don't know, something that I think is interesting or I think she's really pretty or whatever, I'll just go up and talk to them. And people are so surprised that a stranger yeah. will just come up to them and say, I love your shirt or you have really nice hair or your eyebrows look amazing or something like that. But yeah. that, that's so cool that you do it. That's that's amazing because I think the world is missing a lot of that. And people don't say it. They They might think it, but they don't say it. And they just leave a poke face 
And then that person, when they see that face, they might think the opposite, like, oh my God, she doesn't like my hair. She doesn't like my shirt. Like, <laughs> you will think the opposite, like, oh my God. And the other person might be thinking that that hair is pretty. And so we we go back to the topic of communication. So it's really cool that you that too, Emily. I, I still get nervous sometimes. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just sometimes the idea of like going up to a stranger and complimenting them, um, it's a little vulnerable. Because you're you're kind of saying like I like you like as a friend mm-hmm. like you seem like a nice person but you're yeah. you're having a risk of that person just uh kind of pushing back on your compliment or um yes. uh ignoring you or whatever <laughs> and it's so silly because like what if you think about it that has no effect on my life like if I compliment somebody and they don't accept it that's what that doesn't affect me at all I don't know why yeah. <laughs> sometimes you get nervous before you compliment somebody yeah that happens to me too. That can be, yeah. I'm like and sometimes I'm struggling like okay do I say or do I not tell her do I go or do I don't like okay she already walked away now I can go <laughs> I will go you know like, you start to overthink something like should I do it should I not do it like you're like overthinking yourself and I also don't know why why we get like that my guess will be that maybe maybe we are scared of rejection like we don't want to be rejected or something like that so maybe that that's the reason we get nervous like Okay, do I do it or do I don't know? Yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. I, I feel I think what you're saying. There's like the rejection when it comes to the romantic, but it's also the friendship too. Like, yeah. um, yeah, like maybe this person doesn't want to be friends with me. And and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like you're like you just met this person, you didn't know this person existed ten minutes ago. Yeah. I think you'll live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. It's it's a part yeah, it's a part of will they like me will they don't like me and like but yeah I think we also have to understand that not everyone will like us and that's life like not everyone is for everyone so yeah (laughs) it's just being nice and complimenting and and yeah I don't I don't think we should stop doing or being nice to others just because we're scared of being rejected you know (laughs) that is harder uh done than said easier said than done yeah totally Um, the next time I'm gonna message you like should I go or should I don't (laughs) that's very relatable (laughs) um so I wanted to ask you uh the the you before you went to work at Disney for that six month period versus the you like while you were wrapping up and and going home um after that experience do you think that those two people are different the one the person when you got there and the person when you left yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I I would say I grow up a lot, but also mentally, mm. more like independent. When also when you're away from home, you value stuff that maybe you don't value when you're when you have it. Mm. Um, also being away from the people that you love, it makes you come back and enjoy the moment when you're with them you know so so yeah I think I I came a total different person I think I would say I went there more immature and I came back more mature Mm. if that's if that's a correct way of saying it and after that I came back and I started looking for a job and after that I started working and I went all the all the way 
to that part of my life, not the part of going. Of course, I still can go with my friends and go to parties and everything, but not just like partying, partying, partying. I was mm -hmm. more like on the on the mood of okay, now I'm gonna get a job. I want to start my curriculum and start to get experience and all of that. So I got into that that world kind of when I came back from Disney. And was was the Disney experience post college? It was in college. In college, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Like that in the sense. middle of college. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um you were when when you came home, you were applying for jobs. Was that you were applying for jobs for when you graduated college or um college and working at the same time? College and working at the same time. I wanted gotcha. so yeah, so Disney was kind of an, an internship too. So I was looking for another internship. Even if I had completed that the hours I needed to mm -hmm. to graduate, I was like, well, I want to get more experience. So I was like Let's do another internship. So I did two more and then I graduated. Interesting. And yeah, one was in logistics of exports and import that I knew nothing about. Okay. <laughs> and then the next one was of HR. And after that, it has been HR, 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 HR. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. What What was that um, that first experience like in HR? And did that make you want to stay with it because um yeah uh, but, uh, sometimes I ask too many questions at once <laughs> no, you you're <laughs> no you're fine you're fine you give me more ideas so um, <laughs> yeah so so I started in HR with recruitment okay so I started learning how to interview people and everything mm. but I didn't like the idea of interviewing and making the other the the, inter the interview person make them uncomfortable yeah. or nervous or like that. So I started to do it more like friend. Like, hey, how are you? So tell me about yourself. And started laughing and making jokes. And like, so people would lose a little bit more and start talking. Yeah. And so I was uh, in, in HR, in recruitment on all positions. From, I was from all positions like CEO and also internships and everything. And a fun, well, not fun, but something I noticed that I didn't like is that a lot of people that are in HR and they interview and that, and if that person doesn't get selected, they don't reach out to say, you're not selected. And as soon as I noticed that, I was like, that's super bad because you just have the person expecting like, Okay, so if I'm not, then tell me no, but don't leave me with expectation if you're going to call me or not because I'm all, all day. And that has also happened to me when I have applied to, for work. So I always did like that person I talked to when I talked to, the process, the status and everything. Mm -hmm. And what I started doing is if they didn't get got selected, I called them and I just, I wouldn't go just like, you're not selected. I would go like, hey, so... They went from another person because of this, 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 and this, and this. Wow. And because this person, I don't know, has more experience in what we're looking for or has a level, a better level of English that we need because it's an international position or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was cool to, to see that the person that applied, even if they were not selected, they would also leave kind of, well, you're, you're never completely happy when you're not selected, but they won't go sad because they will go like, okay, well, thank you for letting me know. Now I know what I need to work into for if I want to apply for this position in, in the future, you know? Yeah. 
So it was it was really nice. It was it was really nice. And then I changed to another company when I graduated. And I also did the part of, of recruitment, but this was different. I this was so this was a headhunting company. So we would just look for for positions and then this those positions and the, the candidates will go to the company we were hired for. And I didn't like that because I was like, so I meet this person, I interview this person, and then I don't know anything about them. Like, are they happy? Are they enjoying their work? Mm. Uh, did they like what they were expecting? So I applied to another company. And in this company, that, that one's the one before a FinSuite, it was cool because I had the whole process. Like that position, looking for the candidate, interviewing, onboarding, and then follow up, following up with them after a few months to see how they were feeling. Mm. And then I changed to talent development. That is like helping people to grow in their position, to get better and all of that. And then I came to visit. <laughs> but yeah, I've always been in the world of HR. I love it. Do, when, when you tell people that this is what you do uh, in your career, is it very common for people to be like, oh, you're such a people person? Is, is there like <laughs> like like funny stereotypical things that people automatically say to you when you yes. tell them what you do? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're a, pe- like, you're a people person and you're always talking with someone then like every day. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm interviewing. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Is there yeah. um I, some things that I think are interesting is um. I've been doing a a whole bunch of interviews uh, recently as I was looking for a job and um, all of the different styles were so different. Um, And sometimes I wonder uh, for people that interview others all the time, um, that's like a a normal day-to-day experience for you. But for me, especially in some of these big interviews, I was like looking forward to it for a month, exactly two months. And it was such a, the experience that I was having was probably very different than the experience that they were having. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's a, just an interesting um, thing to, to see other people in this like nervous position that means a lot to them. And they, they really want this position that might change their life in mm-hmm. a way that improves their career or um, allows them to support their family and things like that. That's such a, unique conversation to have with somebody yeah and that's and the responsible of the the hr is responsible of being of being all how to say it all in on each conversation like even if you had five in one day you have to be at your best because Mm -hmm. as you're saying even if you're interviewing a lot of candidates the candidate is waiting for for this interview and this and they're looking for the job and they prepared and sometimes they even practice with family or friends or they research for the company to understand a little bit more or they told everyone to leave their room because they wanted to concentrate and maybe meditate before like they prepare yeah so so that way I think it like even if this candidate doesn't get selected yeah I could give a good experience of the interview and help them to practice for another interview. So you have to, to also look at it like that. That's why I didn't like it when I saw other people that don't call after that person didn't got selected. It like have a little bit of empathy, you know, like that person is here looking for the job and you don't tell them no or yes. You just leave them like, how do you say it in English? In the, in the uh, loop? Yeah, yeah. Like... Leave them and uh, yeah, uh, leave them out of the loop. Leave them mm-hmm. just hang in there. 
um yeah, in exactly. limbo yeah mm -hmm. Ugh, yeah that that's such and a wonderful thing oh yeah you go you go no no go, go, go ahead <laughs> it, 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 that's such a wonderful thing because i remember um i i think everybody's been in that situation where you apply and then you just never yeah. hear back and it's kind of you know is this person ever going to respond and then maybe like four months later they send you an automated message saying uh oh we didn't select you and you think I mean, I've been working at another job for two months. I assumed yeah. that it wasn't selected. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and I don't know. I want to know if this happened to you, but in these interviews you've had, you've enjoyed you have enjoyed more ones than another one. Right? Because also I think that the people that interviews the candidate has to kind of has to show how the culture of the company is. Yeah. You know, like if you're relaxed and happy and smiling and enjoying the interview, like, and they will be like, oh, cool. Like, I want to be part, I want to be more part of this company because the person looks nice. So this culture is going to be nice. I'm going to be happy here. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're interviewing someone and you're like all serious and you're like, like, I don't know how to say, like super strict with the questions and like, I'm yeah. waiting for your answer and I like that. Like, but the candidate won't go with a good feeling after the interview, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I always yeah. try to make people laugh. Um, <laughs> if if I can make a, a person who's interviewing me laugh, I, I feel better about it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I, I had, um, I'll tell you, uh, I had two um, interview marathons with two companies. Um, okay. One was, uh, I had a, it was, it was like a series of interviews. It was um, uh, the person who'd be managing me directly and then a panel um, where I was presenting an assignment that I worked on. And then another interview that was after that assignment to follow up. Um, and so that, that was that experience. And I, I actually really like assignments because they give me a chance to prove myself and mm -hmm. also give something that's in the same category that that company works on um, mm -hmm. to make myself more relevant to them. Um, and then another one, I actually had uh, eight interviews for... Wow one role yeah it was but it was really unique the way that they mm -hmm. did it so um it was first with my the manager um and then i presented my portfolio to the entire team and then i had a series of four or five one-on-one -on -one 45 minute interviews with each significant person on the team so that nice and it was more for them to tell me what the role was so that i would realistically understand what I'd be doing day to day and make an informed decision. Um, and then there was another interview that was directly with the recruitment person saying, before, before we put you into this marathon of interviews, this is what the salary would be. This is what all the benefits would be. Is this something you'd be even interested in before we, we don't want to waste your time. Yeah. yeah. And I loved that approach, even though it was eight interviews. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I felt like I had so, uh, such a better decision um, uh, confidence to make, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense because you got to know also that people from the team. So, you know, if you went to, to this job, if you got in this job, you will know what you're going into. So that's really cool. Even if they, as you're saying, even if they're eight interviews a marathon it also helps you to understand more to get to know the people that culture and everything so that's super cool yeah that's after nice. after i had two interviews in one day 
um, with different members <laughs> of the team. And I get, got into the second interview and I was kind of high energy because I enjoyed the previous one. And we started talking and he said, hey, so how was the last interview that you had? And I was so, I can't believe I said this, but I said, oh, it was great. I made them laugh. And he's like, good job, Emily. <laughs> And I was like, second, I forgot that like he was also interviewing me. And so yeah. it was my goal to make him laugh as well. But I just I just immediately went to friend level. I'm like, oh, it was great. I made them laugh. I'm really proud of myself. And he, he kind of started laughing at me and he's like, okay. This will be <laughs> But that's be cool it. because yeah, you made him laugh too. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. <laughs> and that's amazing because it's you being yourself and that's yeah. the best you can do. Yeah. That's awesome. Two questions that I, I love to ask people who are interviewing me for jobs are, um, uh, I, I ask them, um, uh, the, the you that you were when you started the job um, and the expectations and the thoughts about what you were working at the company um, versus the you working there now. Um, is there anything that was surprising to you um, or, or wow. something that you learned? Is, there, is, is the role what you thought it was or has, has it changed since you joined? And then the other question is, is I asked them my favorite question of when you were a little kid, what do you want to be when you grew up? Mm-hmm. And the 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 surprise on their faces that I would ask them something like that is such a, a uh, I say this a lot, but it's such a beautiful thing where their face totally changed. And then they look around, they start moving in their chair and they say, you know, nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially in this context. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that also, that's a different experience for the one that is interviewing you. Yeah. No, that's different because as you're saying, like maybe they don't receive questions every, every time they interview someone. So it's really cool. You're, you're making a different experience. You know, you're being, they, they will remember that they will tell their, their teammates, like I interviewed someone and they asked me this and I didn't know what to say. Like that, you know. <laughs> How how would you react if if you were interviewing somebody and they they asked you that? Would it would be surprising to you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Normally, when I interview, the people usually ask things like the benefits or the salary or the vacation policy or kind of like that. But when they ask you a personal question, that's not common. And you're not prepared for that. <laughs> you're not yeah. prepared because you don't expect it. And that's cool because when the person is not prepared for the answer, they will give the most genuine and real answer. So that's yeah. so cool that you ask them that because they will be like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I sometimes I, the thing that in interviews that, that uh, sometimes scares me is when I can't read the expression on somebody. Mm-hmm. For some reason, um, it means a lot to me for me to be able to understand how you're feeling, if you're comfortable, if you like me. Um, I'm sure that probably says something about my psyche. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's very comforting to know how somebody's feeling. Um, and it's very uh, uncomfortable if this person is just deadpan asking me questions. Like, does this person like, because the, the assumption is that you go to this, this person doesn't like me. Um, otherwise they'd be smiling. Um, and so when, when I can melt that is, is such a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's amazing. Because that's, that's how, so when I, I don't interview now anymore, but when I used to interview, I, as you're saying, I was smiling and everything. But me as applying for jobs, that has happened to me. Like the person is like completely <laughs> serious and like 
like poke face, not even smiling or nodding or anything. I'm like, okay, so can you hear me? Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what I'm saying makes sense, you know? And yeah, you start to get more nervous. And well, to me, I started to get more nervous. And I think, I think it doesn't help you because you start thinking more about like, is he liking if I'm saying the right thing instead of thinking of the answer or your ex your experience, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're more focused on that. I I had the the funniest interview of my entire life a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was in one of those 45 minute one-on-ones and um, oh my God. <laughs> so, so just <laughs> small side story. Um, uh, I, I joined the, the interview and um uh he says oh i think we're waiting for another person and i said we're, we're not and he said oh okay i i guess i'll i'll start this um just wanted to preface with um uh i didn't prepare much for this and i'm not somebody that interviews people um so uh this is going to be an interesting experience for you and i was just so confused <laughs> and i'm like this guy's being so honest and and like direct with me i i actually really liked it and then um, he was going through a bunch of the questions that he was supposed to ask me. And then he would be looking at the list. And he's like, I don't like that question. I'm not going to ask you that. It's not as important <laughs> as this other question. And it was, he was just being so honest. And it was very funny. Um, and then um, and then he was asking me a, a couple of questions. Uh, <laughs> and then he said uh, something along the lines of... Um, he said, well, I, I know you're obviously going to say yes to anything that I'm that I'm asking you because this is an interview and you want the job. And like the fact that he was so <laughs> super honest. Yeah. yeah. And it was it, I just felt like so at ease and we were like being able to joke around. And I was like, no, I, I genuinely my answer to that question is yes. And he's like, OK, anyway, next question. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's better to have that type of, of interviews, right? Than that strict one that has like everything scheduled, like this question, this question, this question. And it's so cool that you had that experience. More yeah. natural. <laughs> so um uh your your last uh um working experience before uh FinSuite, I understand at least I, I assume that um in between those two periods of time is when you were introduced to no code and um uh, Webflow and that whole world. Uh, could you start me from your your last role, um, and then tell me about what your life was like at that time period? Yeah. So, okay. So my last role, it was here in Mexico, and yeah, I did the HR. I was first on the part of interviewing, and then as I said, I was on the part of talent development, which is was really cool, and then. <laughs> I didn't know anything about no code and anything about Webflow, like nothing like that. And when Joe invited me to join FinSuite, and I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, but I don't know anything about Webflow or no code or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, that's okay. And I was like, I joined FinSuite and the first month was just studying. Studying, understanding at first. Well, it's never easy. It's not easy because no code and Webflow, they, I people have their own language and if you notice a lot of words a lot of terms are abbreviated so they were like yeah html yeah css yeah and you and i was like oh my god what? like uh, because i was never on on no code world so yeah. i was like so i started to study everything what everything meant what was webflow what did webflow do what did things like everything and it's cool because now i can have a i have a conversation when they talk about it i understand it I understand what people want. So it's cool. Of course, 
I did, I have done just one website. So I did my first website. So that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I still have a lot to study. I'm excited to study WIST. I want to get to learn, get to learn WIST. But yeah, it was, it was challenging because when you come from zero and then you're at Fincet that that team knows a lot, you'll feel like, okay, so I need to understand everything. I need to learn it. So I was, I was pressuring myself, pressuring myself like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do this. And then I started to get stressed out and I was, okay, calm down. Look from those months till now, everything you've learned. So step-by-step step. and it's cool because I've, yeah, I've learned a lot and it's, I, it's amazing. I remember, um, so like when I, I do research on people ahead of time and I, I went through like your whole Twitter and <laughs> I remember seeing something that you were posting. You're like, Hey, uh, for, for people that aren't, didn't grow up speaking English, like the, there's like FAQ, frequently asked questions, like all of these, like uh, AMA, ask me anything. Like there's all of these things that people are just casually saying. Um, and, and that's exactly how I felt actually um, in uh, my old roles. Because uh, in, in, I don't know, why, why do tech people love abbreviations so much and they don't <laughs> tell you what any of them mean and so um <laughs> one that i think that most people don't know is WYSIWYG. um i think most people don't know it's like uh what you see is what you get WYSIWYG. no yeah. i don't know that one <laughs> it's, it's like the idea of uh um uh building a site and what you see like what you're dragging and dropping is what mm -hmm. the product is what you get was so yeah. I remember um, sitting in a meeting one time and I just had a very honest moment um, and I was the youngest person on the team. And I said, does anybody know what WYSIWYG means? Does anybody really know? <laughs> and like, and some people said, oh, wait, it's not just like WYSIWYG. You don't spell it W-I-Z-Z-Y-W-I-G. Like that's, and like, no, it's, it's an abbreviation. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I was just too yeah. scared to to ask because people have been saying it so long that I felt like it was too late for me to ask. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'm glad I, I was honest and I yeah. asked the tough questions here. <laughs> yeah, not everyone. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of abbreviations and not everyone knows the meaning. Yeah. It's and so um, difficult. I, I, so I think if... um. I I just think it's a it's a funny funny moment. Um. Uh. Oh. Uh. I remember. I somebody. Uh. There's there's a was a funny joke one time where this girl said uh, she was like doing one of those um uh fad diets that where it's like really popular and then like nobody cares about it later on, <laughs> and she was like uh something that she was avoiding. Um. And her boyfriend or somebody went up to her and said um. Do you even know what what it is that you're avoiding? Like, do you know what what it does? And she said, "You know, actually, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what this thing is. I just know it's yeah. not good for me." And he said, "Who told you it wasn't good for you?" She's like, "The internet." <laughs> no, like, and if you go to the internet, everything it's not good for us. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Um, so, so how did you, how did you meet Joe? How did you, uh, meet the FinSuite people? So fun fact, I know Joe on personal life. Okay. So his wife, Carla, 
Yeah. She's the sister of my husband, Charlie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I met Joe since he started dating with Carla. Okay. So I met him by, with family and yeah, like family. And then once almost a year ago, no, exactly a year ago, kind of, we were talking and I, we were talking at a dinner and I was sharing like what I do and my work and everything. And my past boss, she was super micromanaging, like a lot of micromanagement that didn't, they didn't let you work or the decisions. So I was sharing with the family, like, yeah, I love what I do, but it's frustrating that mm -hmm. I'm being micromanaged, you know, without me knowing at the moment, I didn't know that I was being micromanaged. I was just sharing what I didn't like and all like that. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking. And then two days after, Joe comes to me and he tells me like, hey, Victoria, do you want to join FinSuite? And I was like, sure, but what I'm going to do or <laughs> what, what's, what's the plan, you know? Yeah. And he, he was like, yeah, well, we, we don't, we, you will be HR and you will start learning and we will see from there, like where, where we'll go. And I was like, okay. And then that was, and then I started in January from this year. I started at FinCity. It's going to be almost one year. Oh. And now I do HR. I do the onboarding when someone joins and I'm also part of the community team. So it's amazing. And I love it. I love it. I love FinSuite, honestly, that team, everything. I'm super happy. That's super, so interesting. Super happy. So you must have, uh, I, I remember I, I, I was talking with Joe on an episode, hearing the story about how he met his wife. Mm -hmm. What a, like, uh, like, it was like fate. Yeah, but, it was fate. It's amazing, their story. It's beautiful. Yeah, but his, beautiful. Um, he was living in New York. And then his friend <laughs> said, hey, I'm going on a trip to Mexico. Do you want to come with me? Mm -hmm. And he just said, you know, it was kind of like one of those moments like, oh, you're young. Like, why not? Let's just go on a trip together. <laughs> and then he met her and then was there for a bit and then left, went back to New York, settled some stuff there and then came back to Mexico. Yeah. And I remember asking him, like, she must be really, really special if you pretty much uprooted your whole life after meeting her. And he said yeah. she 100% is. Oh, yeah. Car Carla is amazing. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, She's and a really sweet person. Yeah. I, I, I think that those those stories are very rare and um, like just very, very sweet. Yeah. Like yeah. you say, it was, it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so you're there and, and, and you, I, I guess it just the team seems really great. It seems like a really solid, uh, like they, they have the client projects. They have community. Um, I, I used to go and watch live streams all the time during my work breaks. <laughs> nice, <laughs> like because they were at noon, so I would have my lunch break and I would just be um, uh, closing my work computer and then opening my personal computer and turning fin suite on yeah. and nice yeah it was it was a part of my my routine my weekly routine <laughs> that's cool nice <laughs> but um but yeah i don't know it's just it seems like it seems like a great place to be yeah like the team is amazing it's like everyone helps everyone yeah and if you don't understand something or if you have an issue or you want to learn something there's always someone there that will help you and will teach you and will be there for you. So it's like a family. It's like a big family. Yeah. And and it's impressive that we're all from all over the world. 
were in very different places. And at the same time, we are connected with each other and we talk to each other and work on on similar projects and help with with something someone else needs and there's a lot of communication and yeah it's it's amazing and we're gonna think they're they're super nice people i was so incredibly impressed by your jackets at uh <laughs> at the conference like nice. you guys looked like like a real team like i i don't know how else to describe it um and and the I didn't realize the number of people. Um, and so I just saw the FinSuite logo as I was walking around and I thought, there's one, there's another one, there's five <laughs> more people. It was very cool. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really like the jackets. It's it's so cool. Like the idea was in September, we were like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And then we had October to do the jackets yeah. and everything. And the QRs and WIST and everything, and then take them in November. Yeah. So yeah, it was really cool, and I'm really glad you liked it. <laughs> did um did Joe ever tell you about this Pokemon card that I made for him? No, which one? <laughs> so um he he told me that um when he was a kid he used to um uh buy and sell um baseball cards, and I was telling him how. When I was around that same age in my life, I would be trading Pokemon cards. And um, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I uh, made a Pokemon card through a company that makes uh, business cards. Um, but I just okay. managed to give them what the front and the back of the Pokemon card should look like. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it looks like a real one. And it's uh, the FinSuite Lion is the Pokemon. And cool. I want to see it. I'm gonna ask him to show it. I, I think because I, uh, for some reason, the the company that was making them, um, the the smallest number of cards that they could make was like fifty or a hundred. So I think yeah. I mailed like fifty Pokemon cards to him <laughs> after he gave me that the address to send it to, and um, I didn't tell him what it was. I just said that something was showing up. It was yeah, Christmas time last year. Um, so nice. yeah, around the time that you joined. Um, and, uh, wow. so if he still has them, uh, which I, I hope he does, it would be funny. <laughs> Maybe he can give you one. I'm going to ask him to show them to me <laughs> and I, I'm going to keep one. <laughs> um, I will tell him that that will be a gift for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. The Pokemon card. <laughs> I was, I was very impressed with them. He, he posted a picture on Twitter and once, once he posted something on Twitter about me, that's what prompted me to actually get on Twitter. Cause I was like, oh. If he's nice. posting about me, I better get on Twitter. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I want to see them now. I'm super curious. I'm going <laughs> to ask him for a picture. <laughs> um, another uh, cute small thing that that um, I saw while I was I was learning about you is um, uh, I I saw a lot of like your your wedding videos and um, your the 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 little Lego um pins. <laughs> I wanted to hear more about that. So like what I saw was I saw a uh, a series of Star Wars um, Lego figurines that were like a pin to put on a man's um, mm-hmm. like corsage or suit or something. So I wanted to, I feel like there's a story behind that. Yes. So yeah. in Mexico, you know that in, I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I've seen that in the US, they have like bridesmaids and maid of honor and all of that. Yeah. So here in Mexico, the way it works is with a boys. You give them, normally they give a pin that they put on their suit 
-hmm. And normally the pin is a flower or something like that. And they give it to the family and to the closest friends of the groom. Mm -hmm. And I was talking with Charlie and I told him like, let's do different pins. Like, <laughs> not that let's not get flowers or something like that. Let's give Lego Star Wars figures. And he was like, <laughs> yes, let's do it. And I was like, okay, so... His dad and my dad, they had Yoda. And really? Then, <laughs> and then Charlie has had Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Yeah. And and then my brother had Luke Skywalker. And, you know, we started to give, like, the family uh, someone from the movie. And then all of the friends of Charlie were stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool because he was Darth Vader and all of his friends had a small pin that it was a stormtrooper. So it was like super funny to see everyone walking around with their stormtrooper, <laughs> like super happy. <laughs> it was cool. It was different. I think that the power of, of memes and jokes like that is so <laughs> fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, but we had a great time. That's such a sweet memory. And I, I assume that like he still has it the pin of course somewhere yeah, of course yeah he has it here like i'm seeing his computer in front of me yeah and on top of his computer the the star wars it's with glue he put it on top of his computer so he's Aww. always there That's yeah so it's sweet. nice <laughs> yeah um, uh something i like telling people about my hometown is um uh and i don't it'd be funny you're in front of your computer right now so you could look it up if you wanted to um his computer yeah 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 so um so my my high school uh, was called um uh parkland high school and it's in the shape of the millennium falcon from uh um star wars like the mm -hmm, shape nice. from <laughs> the bird's eye view looks exactly like the spaceship it's it's just wild wow. yeah cool and so like i don't know like the parking lot um is in the shape so if if you look up um uh parkland high school star wars if anybody's listening and wants to look it up it's it's hilarious um i have to just, look it up yeah yeah at some point yeah um it's 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 quite funny and whenever i'm telling people about where i'm from it's always one of the things that i bring up because it's just a, such a funny party story this, and, then, and I, I yeah. yeah sorry sorry go ahead oh like <laughs> people will pass your phone around and just amaze that like this is where you <laughs> went to school <laughs> yeah i bet the people that they're fun from a fan of star wars they will be like oh that's so cool Emily. that's amazing <laughs> yeah that that's actually my um um my answer to the what did you want to be uh when you grew up when you were a kid my first answer to that as a kid was i wanted to be a movie director after seeing wow. star wars for the first time when i was 10 Wow, that will be yeah. so cool. <laughs> so what's your favorite movie? Um the the first one after the prequels cuz that was the first experience okay. that I had. Yeah. Okay, um, nice. That that was really uh that was really fun. I had a, a week in my life that I remember where my my dad and my sisters and I we watched each Star Wars movie after the prequels um one a day for a week and it, nice. marathon. It was, it was yeah it was a marathon it was amazing and I wanted to watch another movie as soon as we finished one and my dad's response was I had to wait years for these movies to come out you can wait a day <laughs> you were like no <laughs> like it's right there and he's like no 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 you need patience I need to instill <laughs> patience in you child 
<laughs> and I'm curious. So that's your favorite movie talking about Star Wars, but like talking in general, like mm -hmm. all movies, which one is your favorite? I'm um, curious now. This is a very random movie, but uh, the, there's this movie called The Hunt for Red October. Um, okay. And it's a movie um, about the Americans and the Russians. And it's the whole thing is a uh, submarine battle between the Americans oh, wow. and the Russians. Okay, okay. And it's I like a thriller, it. a thriller with Sean Connery. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think it was the first like intense adventure uh, thriller movie that I watched when I was in middle school. And ever since then, that's been my answer. <laughs> nice. I have to. I have to make notes after we finish with a podcast. Like I have to search this on Google. <laughs> the movie you shared. <laughs> I have to. I have to read and look at all of this. <laughs> yeah. Um. What, what's what's your favorite movie? It's 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 gonna be funny because right now it's just in the cinema Avatar two. But yeah. when Avatar was released. I was like, wow, this is my favorite movie. Like, yeah. I loved Avatar. And a lot of people are like, they're too long. It lasts like two, three hours. Like, why do you why do you like Avatar? And I think it goes back to what I want it to be. Like an astronaut and, and also a veterinarian. And if you've seen Avatar, it's like, it's, like, it's about that. It's another world and mm -hmm. another Oh, shiny colors, other species, and everything. So I liked it because it was like super different. And I was like, I want to be Sully. Like, I want to be an avatar. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, avatar is, it's, I would say that's my favorite movie. I, I think that you would have you tried those, um, uh, like VR goggles yet? No, I haven't. Oh, I want you're gonna to love it. You're gonna love it. They're so cool. I, um, I want to. I went to a Van Gogh. Uh, exhibit in Philadelphia with my dad and at one of the spots um, they put goggles on you and you sat in this uh, on this um, uh, um, like bar stool and you it literally took you through um, Van Gogh's life like wow, all of nice. the 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 paintings and everything you could look around and see what the rest of the field looked like and um, it was just it was amazing you could it would walk you through his home and everything. I'm sure I looked like a idiot like being around <laughs> yes. with these goggles on my head, but it was such a cool experience. So I think that if if you like stuff like that, um those kinds of uh um immersive experiences would be very cool. I want to try it. I've never well, the only one that it's that could be similar to that experience. Yeah. I went to SeaWorld once. Mm. And uh, not long ago, and I went on a roller coaster, coaster if I remember correctly, called Kraken. Okay. And they gave us this, the VR goggles you're saying. So you were on the roller coaster, but you were seeing something else. You were like on a submarine in the ocean and the Kraken was following you. So it was cool because you were feeling the roller coaster, but you were looking at something else. Wow. I never would but have thought to do that. That's cool, right? It's like the full experience. So that's the only only experience I have of of VR, but yeah, I wanna I wanna test it more. That's so much more intense than what I went through. <laughs> <laughs> you have so you've got so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love yeah, I love extreme sports. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> but I love all of that. Yeah. I 
I was so thankful that you were willing to spend two hours with me. No, I, I'm thankful I was invited and I'm I'm impressed. It went by so fast. Yeah. And I feel I feel like I could go on for another hour. Like <laughs> it feels so natural. You're really good at guiding the, the conversations and everything. So thank you for having me. I'm honored it's, to be here. Thank you. It's it's um uh it's I, I say this all the time, but it's really true. Like it's my favorite thing to do um with people. And uh I'm I'm always nervous before every single episode. Like, um, yeah, like it's almost like clockwork, like your stomach starts hurting a little bit. You're a little nervous. Like I, I was on my bike for a little bit beforehand just to like get the nerves out. But literally it was 10 minutes you go into it and uh, I feel so comfortable and so happy. And I have so much more energy um, after yeah, talking yeah. to you than I did when I uh, was first like turning my computer on and everything. So nice. I, hope I feel you know the same very- too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, hope I you know that's very like genuine. Oh, thank you, Emily. Thank you very much. I also, <laughs> I also feel like that, and I also was super nervous. I was like <laughs> on the apartment, like water, coffee, go, go back forth, back forth, <laughs> like like practicing my intro. Like, what am I saying? I'm gonna say it, <laughs> you know. And and you're a really really good host. You you made me feel so comfortable and just a conversation. And yeah, I'd love to be here. Thank you very much. A really cool experience. I, I hope that this is um is something like a little little time capsule of like how you were feeling in this moment and all of the things at this point in your life. Um, uh, I think that's a really nice thing that I have for myself with with all of these. It's like a library of um different uh versions of myself over time that I can go back to and re-listen to. It's 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 a cool thing that I've I've made. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so nice, and I will totally love like in a few years to come back and this has changed Emily that would be awesome. yeah. <laughs> um but but speaking of things in the future and, and everything like that um where where you are now um is there anything short-term or long-term that you're looking forward to um let's see well I'm talking about work and yeah the no good world kind of I'm looking forward to learn waste and to build something on that. Mm-hmm. And so I've always said that if you want to be a good HR and all of that, you have to understand completely what the people do and what they like and all of that. So that's why I want to learn waste also, as everyone is learning it right now. Mm-hmm. I I want to build a second website. So I want to keep studying, studying Webflow. And yeah, just keep learning and and keep getting better at what I'm doing. And in my personal life, well, um, what could I say? Let's see. I'm looking forward. I love every beginnings, every new beginnings. My mm-hmm. birthday is in January, and I I'm always excited with celebrations. Like mm-hmm. I love when I love New Year. I love Christmas. I love my birthdays. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward. I have a new puppy. She's a baby. She has six months. So of course I look forward to keep to, to keep I take her everywhere with me. So to keep traveling with her. Uh I don't have kids. So on a on a medium long term, I would love to have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to meet so Joe and Carla baby is about to be born. So I'm looking forward to meet him. 
Uh, oh. will be the first baby in the family. So I'm super looking forward for that. That will be the best of of this of 2023. And yeah, just looking forward to get better every day. I, there's always someone or something I, ca I can learn from. I know there's always someone better than me. So I I will keep looking forward to meet people and to learn from others. That's a that's a wonderful perspective to have. And I'm so excited for everything for you. Thank there's you. <laughs> there's there's so much uh uh more to your life to experience and so many new things to happen. So um I'm glad that I got to meet you at, at this point in your life. And uh <laughs> thank you, Emily. Hopefully we'll we'll stay friends and I'll check in with you over time. Yeah, we have to stay friends and we have to yeah. do another version of now me asking you. Like <laughs> a lot of moments I want to say, like, what about you? What about you? <laughs> but we have to do the other version of me, of me being the host and you answering. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. That would be so cool. I, I hope this is um I hope this is just goodbye until next time. Yeah, it is for sure. <laughs>